European Heart Journal, Issue at a Glance, Volume 41, Issue 8, Focus Issue, Valvular Heart Disease, by Editor-in-Chief Professor Thomas Lucia, read to you by Morgan Bryan. Valvular Heart Disease, Improved Procedural Success and Outcomes Prediction. Aortic valve disease increases in prevalence and incidence with age, particularly after the age of 60. As the biology of this disease is still poorly understood, the only current treatment is valve replacement. Until recently, this has been the field of surgeons. However, with the development of transarterial valve implantation, or TAVI, interventional cardiologists expanded their therapeutic spectrum substantially, initially in high-risk and more recently even in low-risk patients. This focus issue on valvular heart disease starts with The Year in Cardiology, Valvular Heart Disease by Bernard Prendergast and colleagues from the John Radcliffe Hospital in Oxford. They remind us that after decades as a Cinderella discipline, valvular heart disease now occupies the centre stage of cardiovascular medicine. Changing societal demographics and an ageing population with an increasing prevalence of degenerate disease Advances in imaging and the explosion of interest in TAVI, supported by a series of landmark clinical trials, have attracted clinicians, researchers, engineers, device manufacturers and investors, and transformed the landscape of clinical management. Indeed, a recent meta-analysis concluded that, compared with surgical valve replacement, TAVI is associated with a reduction in all-cause mortality and stroke up to two years, irrespective of baseline surgical risk and type of system used. However, the incidence of stroke and pacemaker implantation was lower in those undergoing TAVI with balloon expandable compared to self-expandable valves. In contrast, patients treated with new generation balloon expandable valves more often suffered from major or life-threatening bleedings than those with new generation self-expandable valves, while mortality at 30 days was not different. Thus, 2019 has been a leap year for valvular heart disease and TAVI procedures will further increase. Based on this recent development, TAVI has become the preferred procedure in patients with aortic stenosis in many countries. This is further analysed in the article Contemporary Trends in the Management of Aortic Stenosis in the USA by Mohamed Al-Khouli and colleagues from the Mayo Clinic College of Medicine and Science in Rochester, Minnesota, USA. They utilise the national inpatient sample to assess temporal trends in the incidence, cost and outcomes of aortic stenosis interventions between 2003 and 2016. During that period, aortic stenosis interventions increased from 96 to 137 per 100,000 individuals over 60 years of age. In-hospital expenditure almost doubled from $2.28 billion in 2003 to $4.33 billion in 2016. Among patients who underwent aortic valve replacement, the proportion of TAVI increased from 11.9% in 2012 to 43.2% in 2016. Males and Hispanics had lower proportion of TAVI compared with females and white patients. Adjusted in-hospital mortality of isolated surgery decreased from 5.4% in 2003 to 3.3% in 2016, while it decreased from 4.7% in 2012 to 2.2% in 2016 for TAVI. The incidence of new dialysis, permanent pacemaker implantation and blood transfusion decreased after both TAVI and surgery between 2012 and 2016. 
However, the rate of post-operative stroke did not significantly decrease. Length of stay and cost of hospitalisation decreased after both surgery and TAVI, although the latter remained higher with TAVI. Rates of non-home discharge decreased over time with TAVI, but remained stable after isolated surgery. Thus, this nationwide survey documents the increasing incidence of interventions for aortic stenosis, the rising cost of care, and the paradigm shift in aortic valve replacement practice in the United States. The manuscript is accompanied by a balanced editorial by Catherine Otto from the University of Washington in Seattle, Washington, USA. Patients with aortic stenosis are typically of older age. Clonal hematopoiesis of indeterminate potential, or CHIP, defined as the presence of an expandable somatic blood cell clone without other hematological abnormalities, was recently shown to increase with age and is associated with coronary disease and calcification. In their fast-track manuscript, clonal hematopoiesis in patients with degenerative aortic valve stenosis undergoing transcatheter aortic valve implantation, Andrea Seiher and colleagues from the Goethe University in Frankfurt, Germany, note that the most commonly mutated CHIP, DNMT3A and TET2, regulate inflammatory pathways of circulating leukocytes. The incidence of calcified aortic valve stenosis increases with age and correlates with chronic inflammation. They therefore assessed the incidence of CHIP and its association with inflammatory blood cell phenotypes in patients with aortic stenosis undergoing TAVI. Targeted amplicon sequencing for DNMT3A and TET2 was performed in 279 patients with severe aortic stenosis undergoing TAVI. Somatic DNMT3A or TET2 chip driver mutations with a VAF of greater than or equal to 2% were detected in one-third of the patients, with an age-dependent increase in the incidence from 25% in 55 to 69-year-olds to 52.9% in 90 to 100-year-olds. Patients with DNMT3A or TET2 chip driver mutations did not differ from patients without it in clinical parameters, concomitant atherosclerotic disease, blood cell counts, inflammatory markers, or procedural characteristics. However, those with DNMT3A, or TET2 chip driver mutations, had an increased medium-term all-cause mortality following TAVI. Differential myeloid and T-cell distribution revealed pro-inflammatory T-cell polarization in DNMT3A mutation carriers and increased pro-inflammatory non-classical monocytes in TET2 mutation carriers. Thus, acquired somatic mutations in the most commonly mutated chip driver genes occur frequently in aortic stenosis and are associated with increased pro-inflammatory leukocyte subsets and confer increased mortality following TAVI. These novel and intriguing findings are further discussed in a thoughtful editorial by Benjamin Ebhardt from the Harvard Cancer Center in Boston, Massachusetts, USA. Left ventricular pressure overload is associated with activation of the cardiac renin angiotensin system, which may contribute to myocardial fibrosis and worse clinical outcomes. Thus, drugs interfering with this neurohumoral system are widely used in hypertension after myocardial infarction and in heart failure. In their manuscript, Impact of Renin-Angiotensin System Inhibitors on Clinical Outcomes in Patients with Severe Aortic Stenosis Undergoing Transcatheter Aortic Valve Replacement, an analysis from the Partner 2 trial and registries.
Shmuel Chen and colleagues from the Cardiovascular Research Foundation in New York, USA, sought to assess the association between treatment with angiotensin-converting enzyme inhibitors, or ACEIs, or angiotensin II receptor blockers, or ARBs, at baseline and clinical outcomes in patients with symptomatic severe aortic stenosis, or AS, undergoing TAVI in the Partner 2 trial and registries. A total of 3,979 intermediate, high, or prohibitive risk patients who underwent TAVI in the Partner 2 trial and registries were included in the study. At baseline, 43.6% were treated, and 56.4% were not treated with ACEI or ARB. Treatment with ACEI or ARB was associated with lower two-year all-cause mortality, 18.6% versus 27.5%, cardiovascular mortality, 12.3% versus 17.9%, and non-cardiovascular mortality, 7.2% versus 11.7%. ACEI or ARB treatment at baseline remained independently associated with a lower hazard of two-year all-cause and cardiovascular mortality after multivariable adjustment and propensity scoring matching. Thus, in patients with severe symptomatic aortic stenosis, ACEI or ARB treatment at baseline was independently associated with a lower risk of two-year all-cause and cardiovascular mortality, and thus should be considered in such patients. These intriguing findings are complemented by an editorial by Mark Pfeffer from the Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston, Massachusetts, USA. B-type natriuretic peptide, or BMP, is a cardiac neurohormone that is secreted in response to ventricular volume expansion and pressure overload in patients with coronary artery disease, acute coronary syndromes and heart failure. Although many patients with aortic stenosis have elevated filling pressures, there is conflicting data regarding B-type natriuretic peptide levels and outcomes after TAVI. In their article, Low and elevated B-type natriuretic peptide levels are associated with increased mortality in patients with preserved ejection fraction undergoing transcatheter aortic valve replacement, an analysis of the Partner 2 trial and registry. Brian Lindman and colleagues from the Vanderbilt School of Medicine in Nashville, Tennessee, USA, assessed the association between baseline BMP and adverse outcomes in 1,782 patients with symptomatic, severe aortic stenosis and left ventricular ejection fraction, or LVEF, of greater than or equal to 50%, undergoing TAVI in the Partner 2 trial and registry. After adjustment, spline curves revealed a non-linear association between log-transformed BMP and all-cause and cardiovascular mortality, in which both the lowest and the highest values were associated with increased mortality. Two years all-cause mortality rates for those with low, normal, moderately elevated and markedly elevated baseline BMP were 20%, 9.8%, 17.7% and 26.1% respectively. In adjusted models compared to normal baseline BMP, low BMP provided an adjusted hazard ratio of 2.6, moderately elevated of 1.6, and markedly elevated of 2.1, which were associated with increased all-cause mortality, driven by cardiovascular mortality. Thus, in patients with severe symptomatic AS and preserved left ventricular ejection fraction undergoing TAVI, 
all-cause and cardiovascular mortality rates at two years were elevated, both in those with low and markedly elevated BMP levels. These surprising findings are put into context in an editorial by Speranza Rubatu from the School of Medicine and Psychology at Sapienza University in Rome, Italy. The editors hope that this issue of the European Heart Journal will find the interest of its listeners.